And so it begins. The whole of his mind is apparently his personality. Wait, 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 wait. A rabbi and a boxer arrive <laughs> on a space yeah. station. Broke off. Guys, I have a stop. He's totally hitting on Kosh now. Totally sexual harassment. Basically, the Mount Rari are drama queens. He's gonna come out of his butt. I can't believe this martial law wreck where I have been, dammit. Hey, <laughs> Jeff- Jeffrey Sinclair. Oh, ah, what's happening? Oh, my gosh. Assassin's must teach Rocket Cast not to blow up universe. My Whedon senses should have been tingling. <laughs> and we know that Ikea survived. This torture session may be recorded for quality assurance. <laughs> yeah, well, I was How are you dead, Roger? Jack the Ripper, you there. Well, hello again, everyone. Welcome to Down Below, a Babylon 5 intro cast. I'm Will. I'm in. I'm Heidi. And I'm Beth. Hey. <laughs> Well, today we are joined by a return visitor to Down Below. It's the Babylon worker, Yan. Welcome, Yan. Welcome back. Welcome back, yeah. Thanks. For When's the last time you were on, Yan? Thank you, and hello, everyone. And I can't remember. It's been a little while. It feels like it's been a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks for jumping in on this episode. <laughs> well, no problem for me. Are you back in the Netherlands, or...? No, I'm in Denmark. I'm oh Denmark, Denmark. Yeah, that's right. Now I'm is permanently it, back. That's right. Is it Denmark? How late is the setup there? Ten? Ten thirty? Uh, yeah, ten fifteen. Nice. No, oh, I ele- love ele- that. So- sorry, eleven fifteen. Eleven fifteen. Yeah, I was going to say because it's ten, nearly ten fifteen here. Yep. I was just in St. Petersburg and it was late until eleven thirty, and then the sun came up at like three thirty. Yeah. Oh, that, uh, yes. Uh, we I know have, it's more north, but... At, at this time of the year, we have what we call the bright nights. It never gets completely dark. Wow. <laughs> oh. I don't know. And we're not, I'm not as far um, north of you, but, yeah, it gets dark about um, half nine-ish. Yeah. Yeah, so it, can you... be, it can be an hour later for us. You know, uh, if you go further north, you got you get the midnight sun. Yeah. I know here around this time of the year, it's, yeah, it starts getting dark around 9.30. 9.30, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, between like 9.15, 9 9.30. Well, yeah, dark. you're about, I guess you are about a 15-hour drive north, for, yeah. you know, of, of where I am. Yeah? So. I love that. Oh. <laughs> oh, dear, what's going on? Oh, dear, what's going on? There's a who's who's rubbing the microphone? There's an attack coming. In. <laughs> oh, the, it's an attack, <laughs> attack on I the microphone. I can't hear anything. Is it mine? Maybe so. Um, it might be. Probably it happening was. right now. No, not right not now. Not at the moment, but you, it was a few minutes ago. Oh, I'll try not to move. <laughs> well, today we are here to discuss episode one of season five. No compromises. But first, an ISN special report. Welcome to our ISN Special Report. This is our gossip column today. Sheridan and Delenn are still visiting each other's quarters, even though they are married. Is there trouble during the honeymoon? There is also a new commander on the station, Captain Elizabeth Lockley. Rumors are already floating around about her and Michael Garibaldi. 
In these days of new interstellar alliances and presidential inaugurations slash assassination attempts, it's good to keep things in perspective. Bye for now. This has been your ISN Gossip Column. You ever wonder when Spider-Man goes to the bathroom if the toilet paper sticks to his fingers? You ever wonder why Superman wears his underwear outside of his pants? My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock! And he's the nerd. And we're your hosts for the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we sometimes try to attempt to answer these questions. This is a full spoiler podcast, and we swear a lot. Check it out for awesome geek news, interviews, and comic book reviews. Visit jockandnerd.com. We are your superhero TV, movies, and comic book culture curators. Boom. Jockandnerd.com. Jockandnerd! I know, it seems like there were some compromises in this episode, maybe. <laughs> for episode called No Compromises. Um, <laughs> Uh, no compromises originally aired January 21st, 1998. I guess, uh, uh, what, maybe two or three weeks after in the beginning. Can't remember. It was directed by Janet Greek, who haven't seen her name in a while. I know, remember she directed most of the really big episodes in seasons one and two, and I guess she went off and was doing other things, but she's back for season five. Maybe it's because it's on TNT and, you know, she just, didn't like working with the other network. Yeah, I know. I know she did at least one movie, but and other TV shows. And, it and was, oh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. And it was written by JMS. Although Surprise. we're getting ever closer to that <laughs> one episode he hasn't written. It's not much longer now. So I'm going to say. No. <laughs> not um, that much. Hey, Beth, was was it the penultimate episode? No, <laughs> so, um, but I know of. Yeah, just before we get into the episode discussion, Beth, you accidentally watched the episode oh. of season five. <laughs> you know, trying to stay spoiler-free um, doesn't always work because I was blindly grabbing into the DVD case and I figured out what happened. I, it was turned around, so oh, I thought no. I was grabbing the first DVD, but I grabbed the last DVD, oh. and then I just played the first episode on that DVD. You, you were really lucky you only played the first episode. <laughs> yes. You actually got, you were lucky. Surprisingly worked as a season premiere, by the way. <laughs> so. <laughs> when we eventually get there, we'll have an interesting discussion. Yes, yeah. Yeah, make sure you, like, write down your thoughts for that time. <laughs> You're like, wait. I thought it was a little strange. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was like, okay, what are they going to do with this? Okay. Um, uh, although you don't need to worry about box set spoilers anymore because yeah, the two people who are on the box set appeared in the very first episode. Oh, I oh, okay. saw the woman um, on the cover. And, uh, but I can... Yeah, maybe who the other one is. Yeah, the other. Well, at least in the on the UK box sets, um, I should I should probably be more cautious because maybe the US box sets different. Possibly. <laughs> Holy crap! Everybody sounds like crap right now. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's gonna be awful. Okay. Uh, how how long maybe. were we sounding rubbish for? Um, not that long. Maybe a minute or so. Maybe close down everything. Just to be... Okay. So, let's get started with the recap. Mm. The episode begins with, oh my god, Clarence, you're so handsome. Oh, <laughs> and he speaks! 
<laughs> yeah. He talks a lot in this episode. Actually, right? quite a bit. <laughs> I don't know. He probably looks the same way he did last season, but we didn't see him that much. He just looks so much different and so much better. He does, kind <laughs> of. <laughs> He's definitely got better hair. Yeah. Yeah, it was so nice to to have him back, and it's like he hadn't been anywhere, but he had. (laughs) He's been there the whole time, just didn't see him. Um, And did he get a did he get a promotion in rank? I couldn't remember what he was before, but now he's a lieutenant, right? I think he was lieutenant before. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But now that so before Sheridan was. Commander and or Captain Sinclair was commander, yeah. So and then you had Lieutenant. Sheridan was captain and who was captain and who was commander with Ivanova and Sheridan. Ivanova got promoted to lieutenant commander, but under Sinclair she was still a lieutenant. I see. So maybe Clarence is lieutenant commander. I think he's just lieutenant. um, But he is. He is second in command. Yes. I want to see an episode where he takes command. <laughs> Who can um, tell? Yeah. Beth, you're, you're sounding very muffled. Mm. Is it? I don't. Yeah, that sounds weird. better. Oh, okay. It, it, it changes. Uh, it changes like like someone's throwing a switch sometimes. I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so Clarence greets the new CEO, Elizabeth Lockley. You, Elizabeth. Yes. Um, yes. You know, he explains the rest of the command staff is busy, and she thinks you know it's so hectic because the station's poorly run. She just wants to jump right in. She <laughs> really wants to know their personalities and the internal conflicts. With Clarence, just wants to save her trouble, but she's not really listening. And then he <laughs> warns her that trouble comes looking for them on B five. That's a horrible thing for her to say, though. Yeah, it is. (laughs) She knows that Sheridan was in charge. I mean, what? Mm -hmm. That's just rude. She not know Has she not heard about Babylon Five? (laughs) Like, (laughs) (laughs) oh, how crazy everything is. Yeah, that is kind of a Mm. bad thing to say. Like, oh, he must not have been doing a good job running the place. Yeah. So, anybody? Okay. Here's the question: Where's Ivanova? She's on her. Um, yeah, that's what we were told in the last season, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, does anybody recognize the actress that plays Lockley? I was thinking Heidi might recognize her. <laughs> um, I did. I did. Oh, uh, she played Cat Grant on Lois and Clark. <gasps> yes, she did. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, she she's done a few other things, so have yeah. Yeah, she was in one episode of Castle, but I didn't write. She did a. She's done a lot of stuff, but Lois and Clark oh, nice. really jumped out at me. <laughs> yeah, I know that's the one I remember. Remember as well. Uh, there is a little convention story from with Tracy, oh. and at Space City Con uh, two years ago, she was actually uh, there was she was uh, Bruce Boxleitner and I think Claudia Christian were having a panel called "Why We Love Galaxy Quest." <laughs> and she was yeah. she was actually cosplaying as as Sigourney Weaver's character. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, and it was very good. <laughs> maybe that made maybe she could walk around also without people recognizing her in that. Or no, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we go to Mars. Oh, I think me. it's Mars. Yeah. Yeah. 
And some D-bag kills a ranger and puts a message on the body. <laughs> special delivery for Babylon 5. Oh, that's well, something, some message. Yeah, this guy is a Broadway actor I saw. <laughs> that's mostly Broadway stuff. Is that why the stage acting? <laughs> Bit of a change. <laughs> and that's not a put down for stage actors. It's just that they have to be, you know, bigger in order yeah. for it to come across. Yeah, yeah. you have to speak to the person in the back row, right? Yeah. Um, we go the, into the, the new opening, opening credits. credits. What did you yes. think about the opening credits? I watched them twice, and I still need to watch them, like, three more times. Like, I know it was just a recap, but still, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm that. Oh, I'm that. I don't you, like yeah, them. They're too confusing. Before. Too many things coming at you. Well, because you've got different images and different things being said coming from the right and the left speaker, and some of them are said really quietly and some are really loud, so it's difficult to make out everything. Yeah. I like it because it's kind of a, you know, look back on the past. Uh, I do like it. Oh. I do like it too. Yeah, um, that's why. Or, or a little thing about my thing, uh, I, the way I view the music for season five, I see it as the theme for the Alliance. It's the Interstellar Alliance theme. Well, at least when you get into uh, after the um, clips. Yeah. It sounds like a, th- you know, a anthem. Yeah. So, of course, keeping with tradition, we, you know, modified our opening thing, which you heard at the beginning, but people listening here today haven't heard it yet, so... Yeah. Maybe I can play it now. Hopefully. this part out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's basically it. That's fun. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, cool. Yeah, How cool. much did you have to listen to to, to get all those clips? No Will did a lot of the work. Yeah, oh but the whole time, the whole time we've been doing the podcast, I was saving clips because I knew we would be doing oh, this nice. season five. Oh, <laughs> yeah. wow! Good yeah. job. Good job. And, and then, then we had Will to go just... back and find a few more at the end. Yeah, yeah, for season four, Will sent me all his clips, and I just picked the best ones that kind of actually fit with uh, the official theme as well. Awesome guys! That's great. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean. I managed to get uh, pull one of the clips from the commentary uh, you did from part one of War Without End. So that uh, I think that was really good because you got a bit of Corey in there as well. <laughs> oh, is that what we were reacting to? Yeah. Like, okay. Sinclair. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and then of course I had to put Zorg in there. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Oh, fun. Mind is his personality. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Sinclair. We take it all back. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing after the opening credits is Joshua Cox's Lieutenant Corwin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why can't he be in the credits? I know. That's what I was thinking when I saw it. I was like, oh. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, that woman isn't in the credits, is she, either? But she was, locked. she wasn't. Um, I don't I think know, so. I, I wasn't paying close attention. Maybe at the end. I did notice, you know, Londo and Jakar were this, you know, the and and the with as, you know, the special. Aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Because they're always yeah. like that, aren't they? The Anthony yeah. Stewart yeah. heads of yeah. them. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's the that's who I always think of. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> And then doesn't Allison Hannigan get that in later? Yeah, 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 yeah. Seven, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. 
And you see, they're in Sheridan's quarters, and he has a buttload of oranges on his table. He has a whole bag of cuties. <laughs> no, know. you see, he's president. He's president now. He should have just had a little tree in a pot, <laughs> you know, an orange tree. It's all the oranges. I bet he brought those back from Earth. Yeah, <laughs> orange juice. Yeah. Yeah. So Delin has to meet with the new game ambassador, and they're she and Sheridan are alternating quarters. There's something about him washing his own socks, which yeah. isn't really paying attention to. Yeah. It was about his, yeah, his it was commander and well, the habits of things to come back to at the end of the day, basically. But he already washed them. Oh, washed them in the I mean, morning. He washed them That's last what I didn't night. get. I was like, what? Did he wash them last night and just hang them up? Or did he wash them in the morning? <laughs> I don't know. This. I was confused by this whole thing. <laughs> it, it, I was um, like, wait, it, you have to wash the ones on your feet when you get back? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> they are meant to be showing one of her and Delenn having a bit of a married uh, domestic life. It didn't yeah. quite pull off, but you know, it, it's it's a little odd. The story just didn't quite uh, make sense to me. That was the problem. It, it was, was over quite a maybe. convoluted story. So what you're saying is he's he's lying, and he, there's an, another reason that he's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Yes. Well, maybe so we'll find out. Maybe later. that's why he has so many oranges. He's, he washes them with orange juice, and then he washes yeah. them again later. <laughs> Were they ah, women's socks? Gross. Is he already having a bear? <laughs> Instead of a bra, it's socks. <laughs> <laughs> which, reminds, which reminds me, was was that in the uh, Babylon Square? Wanna talk socks? <laughs> Oh, about the uh, boxers and yeah. brief thing, or yeah, Gary, Bo- Gary oh. Boxer <laughs> and Sinclair. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, fast then zipper, then it goes to socks. Yeah, yes. Uh, um, yeah, he said his uh, commander or whatever was named Sergeant Slaughter. They called him Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> of course, I'm thinking back to the WWE superstar, WWF, sorry, wrestler Sergeant Slaughter. That's the only Sergeant Slaughter I know. That's a good name. <laughs> oh, he was also in the G.I. Joe cartoon, wasn't he? Sergeant, does anybody watch that? No. <laughs> Shane, no. Would, Shane would know what I'm talking about if he were here. But Adam Baldwin played a, uh, I can't remember if he, he probably, he couldn't have been a sergeant. He was like Detective Slaughter on Castle. Oh, <laughs> That's a fantastic yeah. um, last name. I think I saw that, or was he on there more than once? I remember seeing He was on there twice, there. yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, Still, uh, they're sharing quarters. Yeah, going back and forth. Yeah, not a great setup. Yeah, that was a weird conversation. Because at first it was just like, uh, should we go to my place tonight? I was like, uh, you're married? Why? Yeah. What? So I was glad they at least <laughs> explained it. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. I mean... But why does it have to be her her personal quarters? Why can't they have like it set up, you know, as a as a reception room? Right. Yeah. And then they can I have mean, uh, uh, the the easy solution is they move in next door to one another. Yeah. So they can, or yeah, they have to go out into the corridor to go into separate spaces. But no, they, they put an adjoining both. door, and then there could be many shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They could. <laughs> I'm sure the station would be fine with temporarily, you know, making a uh, door in between the two quarters. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a. Uh, uh, they can barely like afford that. to pay their rent, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> the thing, yeah, who's funding but, this, by the way? 
Well, well, the interstellar. Yeah, Earth. this is the interesting. No, because the interstellar reliance. Um, They're gonna buy it, but it want to buy it from Earth, but uh, Earth. It, Babylon Five is meant to be independent, not owned by Earth. Yeah. So Babylon Five is independent, formerly owned by Earth, but the interstellar alliance want to officially buy it. But that's just a piece of publicity, surely, because. The people you should be paying for Babylon Five should be Babylon Five, uh, it, because no, because Seridan made it an independent station. Yes, mm-hmm. you know there should be actually people who run Babylon Five as right an accounting a, team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they get money from the sale of uh, souvenirs in the trinket shop. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> that's where the funds come from. The Where are the funds for the Interstellar Alliance coming from? That's a different world. Yeah, I guess all the races. You would think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you would think so. Uh, the Rangers are providing all the money. <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of protection racket. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> um, yeah, Sheridan gets a call. He has to go meet Lockley, and they mentioned that the Alliance is temporarily headquartered on B five until they can open their new facilities on Minbar. I'm like, why Minbar? Because <laughs> <laughs> Minbari are so old and esteemed. Is that why? Very pretty there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lots of well, let's go through the Lots different places. You can't hold it on Earth because Earth's just come out of a civil war and their previous government were extremely xenophobic, so the population might be extremely xenophobic, so you don't want to hold it on Earth. Uh, Centauri Prime, maybe, not so. but not really suitable because they used to work with the shadows very closely, so is that a good place to really hold the um Narn, that's been recently bombed back into the Stone Age and only is recovering now. And Zahadu. all the other Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good. That's good as Zahadu. Uh, Zahadu yeah. is gone. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a good point. All, yeah. all the other um League worlds are very minor as well. You know, maybe you could have hosted on there, but the game home world. Yeah, I mean <laughs> But that, that looks yeah. like they have a different atmosphere. It does look like <laughs> that. So basically, the choices were between the Membari homeworld and the Drazi homeworld. Drazi! Well, yeah, I would have gone with Drazi myself. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, really, they should have the... a Babylon 5 type station. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're not the Pakmara homeworld. It probably smells really bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and we saw how hard it was to get Babylon 5 where it actually worked. So. Maybe yeah, they're going to build while. their own place or something, but they can't. So Sheridan meets with Captain Lockley, and she wants to be in charge of everything. He says he picked her because of her record, and she speaks her mind, and they agree that he'll make political decisions or alliance decisions, and she'll handle running the station. Yep, that can work out really well. Yeah, not, not as if... He immediately undercuts that by the end of the episode. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But by the way, I'm still in charge. (laughs) She has a very kind of, I mean, she has kind of the nature of a Vodava in some ways in terms of her sort of matter of factness. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. Even even Takashima had that attitude. Yeah. I'm looking at her in a whole different way now that I know the actress. Thanks, Will. (laughs) 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 Yeah. What kind of a character did she play on Lewis and Clark? Oh, she's the gossip columnist. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who's uh, at the beginning always trying to seduce Clark. 
Yeah. And everyone, yeah. really. And everyone. Well, she's very beautiful. She is. Tracy Scoggins. Um, so, yeah, Clarence calls her and says she needs to get down and see something. This is going to be Clarence's role the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Just call her, ah, something's going on. Call her. Sheridan doesn't ask her what size she was on during the war. No. And she's walking along. There's some long-haired guy. Oh, that hair was guy. horrible. Oh, against yes, long-haired yes, people. Yes. <laughs> but his hair is you, awful. Yeah. You picked up on it. Everyone does. And um, the Babylon Project had a brilliant ongoing joke about him and the oh, rest of oh, the yeah. <laughs> rest of the... Um, Telepaths, you know, you know. I was, yeah. They've, in, was so they've announced all technology and stuff like that, apart from Pantene and beauty products. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, they're, they're immensely well groomed. That's for true. A bunch of for runaways. Refugee, malnourished yeah. refugees. Yeah. They, they have nice hair, though. <laughs> well, I was trying to figure out what I hated about his hair because I don't mind long hair. <laughs> I but know, but it's something about him. It's like silky smooth and blonde <laughs> and the the roots and I don't know what it was. It was kind of Fabio-esque a little bit. Yeah, yeah. he does yeah. look like Fabio, doesn't he? He's not muscular. Uh, um, side note, I know uh, a girl who dated Fabio. Anywho. <laughs> Wait, a girl? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, well, I did notice when he was talking to Lockley, and she was like, um, saying, "You know, I don't want you undercutting me." And noticed that Sheridan had a smile on his face; that he was happy that she was, you know, sticking up for herself. Yeah. Um, Garibaldi and Zach are going over plans for the inauguration. Garibaldi feels like he owes Sheridan, and then we see the guy who killed the ranger having a drink. Yeah, I mean, it's not a great idea loudly discussing your security plans. Security plan. <laughs> and Very also, loud and true. yeah, also mispronouncing, um, an important, um, dignitary calling the, uh, what, he didn't call them games. He called them something else, didn't he? Guy Ams or something like that. No, I didn't notice. <laughs> This is Garibaldi. I wasn't yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, I do know why I don't like Garibaldi this time around. <laughs> we talked about it before. Cause of Wait, why was it again? Because he's a real life actor. He's oh, political. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, Clarence shows Lockley the body of the ranger and the sign that says special delivery for Babylon 5. Yeah, well. Like he, how he, Clarence wave. He did like tell her trouble comes to us. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way Clarence waved in. That guy with the sign was so adorable. <laughs> He's oh, got some I missed authority it. Now. He tried yeah. to protect her from seeing the body. I don't think yeah. you want to see that. I may not want to see it. So, Sheridan, we see Sheridan's oranges again. They really focus on those oranges. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't notice them at all, so. <laughs> oh, I, I noticed them a lot this time. I yeah. I don't know especially why. Lizette, I think I only Lizette saw them in the first scene. And a message, a message comes on the screen from a, that creepy guy. I can't remember his name. No. I think I wrote it down later, but, um. Ugh, the butthurt guy. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's him. Yeah, somehow has the technical know-how to hack into a system and deliver a um, message directly to the president of a new interstellar alliance. And without a trace. Uh, without yeah. a trace as well, yeah. 
Yeah. Let's hope Obama has better security <laughs> than that. Um, we should hope. So Lockley's eating, and Byron comes to see her, and he puts on a show with his powers. Oh, and God. I gave his speech. He should have just done tells. some magic while he was at it. <laughs> and he he looks like a magician. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think half the problem is it's that hair combined with the name Byron. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Byron it's the Magnificent. So, it's so affected. It, it, you know, as if he's trying to be, uh, what's it, uh, Byron the Poet. Uh, <laughs> blanking on his last name, Lord Byron, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just he's, he's trying to do that whole um, thing. And, like, I wonder if, you know, the part the part description of the role like wanted a long haired guy or if they, he came in an audition they're like oh perfect don't change a thing you know we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna go with that look um well when we get to the end of the episode I'm gonna talk about some stuff and I think Byron is a result of a problem with the season that I'll oh. get to later right. yeah yeah if this is, I don't know if this is what you're talking about but how I don't know remind me at the end to ask about the story of JMS's plans for this season. Yeah, yeah. this is yeah. what I was going to talk about. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, okay. At least some of it. I mean, I think maybe the rest of it can be left until later okay. because it, it might be spoilery for the rest of the storyline. I've heard two different stories. I don't know which one's true. <laughs> but, but, so we'll talk oh, no, later. no. Um, I know. Yeah. The I, initial I plans for this I, season. And then there's stuff we can discuss in other episodes in more detail about a storyline of the season, I yeah. think. Okay. Beth does yeah. love it when they talk around things. Yeah, I'm getting scared <laughs> because I, I, I see where is. I mean, this seems to be going in the direction I want, which is a, a sigh war. <laughs> um, hopefully that it doesn't change. Yeah, so Byron wants to meet Lockley alone in two hours. So this guy that plays Byron is Robin Atkins Downs. We've actually seen him before in Atonement. He was, I think he was one of the great council members, and I think they reused some of his footage in, in the beginning. Yes. Okay, as a Membari, so I wouldn't yeah, have recognized him. Yeah. yeah. He does a lot of voice work in, like, video games and cartoons. He does a voice on The Strain. I think he's the master, the voice of the master. On The Strain? Yeah. Oh. I've seen a few episodes. I'm going to go back and get caught up on it. Yeah, and I don't blame the actor much for the character of Byron, but I'm going to make <laughs> no bones about it because most people, um, I think I'm with most people on this that yes. Byron's <laughs> not a good character at all. Um, so I guess he's a recurring character then. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, well, yes. I've said he's on yes. the box set already. He, it, oh, it, he is? It, yeah, he's on the box set and. He's, he's apparent at the end star. of this episode that he's going to be coming back occasionally. Oh, yeah. he's the new Marcus. We have... Uh, oh, yes. No, Yes. And she's the new Ivanova. So there no, you go. no, 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 no. <laughs> well, I mean... Marcus had some, some long flowing hair going before he Yeah, his looked it. really nice. <laughs> it was, the, it was like the facial airborne. hair that balanced it out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I won't be shipping that. <laughs> <laughs> no. We'll see. No, probably not. 
seen like more. I've seen some like recent pictures of Robin Atkins now that he does have a goatee now. Maybe <laughs> maybe you like him more the way he looks now. Yeah. Does he still have long uh, hair? Not. I don't think it's that long. No. Is it? It's, it's still long, but he was at Space City Con two years ago, and uh, no. But he he's he's good at conventions. Not no doubt. Is he British? What was his accent? <laughs> Maybe that's the other problem with him. He's got an affected accent as well. Yeah. What is he? Is he? I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows. Mental. We just don't. I just don't care much for the character. I've never. But <laughs> but there's an actor later on that almost looks like his twin. With the same long flowing hair and very similar facial features. <laughs> oh, that... They just put him in there twice. <laughs> For some reason, when I try to Google his name, nothing's coming back. <laughs> Google's freezing. Um, yeah, he's an English screen actor. Maybe he moved to the States when he was young or something. It wasn't a very strong accent. Well, maybe it's know. just this character that, you know... Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's just this character. Maybe he's trying to do something and it's not working. Yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah, yeah, it's darker uh, hair, but it's not that not as long as it is on the show. Oh, true. Um, okay, so <laughs> um, Franklin has finished the autopsy, and then we see Sheridan going to visit Jakar. No face touching, by the way, but I saw <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> but no, this is. I think this was a good scene. You know, it's. There were, you know, Lockley and Franklin were very businesslike. Yeah. Yes, it's he's yeah. The get, <laughs> Franklin tells her that the guy was killed by a gunshot. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I guess it's not obvious looking at the body, but and, but it was less than a week ago and killed somewhere else and left there. Mm. And she seems so surprised that they brought it to the station, but I mean the sign. Said special delivery, so <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It was well, addressed and he didn't kill himself weird. and put the side around his neck and float himself into space. But but what's weird <laughs> is the killer is on Babylon Five as well, which means he put the sign around the neck and then smuggled the body aboard and put it outside. Apparently, that's not hard though. But to smuggle bodies it, on board of things. I think. We but know. wouldn't it Did be easier to smuggle the body on board then put the sign on? Instead of like putting it out into space, oh, he was too inefficient. I don't know. Well, yeah, you think that side would get pretty janky by the time you got you got it there? Yeah, it must be, it must be his sense of drama. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really seem like a oh yeah. Solid you think with, with the ending with the 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 ship right outside the yeah oh that goodness. was pretty dramatic. <laughs> yeah, and his little message and his voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> And they say they found him in some kind of bubble, or they could tell he had been in some kind of bubble, I guess, to preserve. Oh, we actually saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, wasn't there another episode where they found a body outside the station that was meant to be found? Yeah. Sounds familiar. Sure. It does. Mm. <laughs> Probably. And that they never found it. Uh, well, they did find the Toth, and they should was. <laughs> no, Koda. Koda's out there somewhere. Koda's out there somewhere still. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's something we've taken from the Babylon uh, podcast, but yeah, Koda's is still outside the station. She survived. She's the the second revenue stream for Babylon 5. Ah. 
Surprised Kosh didn't help her when he when it was out there. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, part of her business is to wash the spaceships before they come in. <laughs> oh, just raising money for. <laughs> um, so Lockley gets a call reminding her about her appointment, and she goes down to meet Byron and his people. Um, and hers, but she didn't come alone. No, she and, didn't. <laughs> yeah, and Byron explains they don't. They have a simple way. They don't like violence or technology. Why are you They're on just... a space station? <laughs> You're on a space station. You're <laughs> surrounded you by technology. You rely on and, the technology. And they're on a Babylon 5, which is a lot of violence. <laughs> yeah. uh, technology uh, is keeping you alive on a space station. <laughs> yeah. uh, yep. Well, they don't like talking. That's for sure. They're really, yeah. especially, especially one of them. Especially all of them, except for one. Did any of the others even talk? <laughs> no, I don't think we see any of them talk, yeah. It was so odd to... because I was just like, he was introducing them and he was like, not just introducing them, but like saying like things about their personality. And I thought that was so <laughs> weird. Like, so weird, like Sarah, bright and beautiful. Yeah. Like, can you imagine yeah, well, like your boss like introducing you to somebody? Is, was, I like, think, again, this is another thing about Byron that makes him creepy. He sounds like a cult leader. I guess he I could see that, yeah. Yeah, he what does. What was that two two girls, the two women were more than closer best than friends? Sisters. Oh, yeah, closer, closer than, than sisters. sisters. Okay, yeah. like, what does that what mean? Is that? <laughs> Why did they like hug each other when he said that? That was so strange. Like, what are you trying to say, Byron? Is this like a Ivanova Italia thing? Um, Maybe. <laughs> probably. They just couldn't say it then? I don't know. Yeah. When was this? This is this still 98. late 90s? Okay. Yeah. Um, and then we had Devin Sawa. S- <laughs> 90s hair. Like. Yeah. That is, you know he's trouble with that haircut. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you um, have a character that won't speak, you know that they're going to speak to whatever. Oh, yeah, the day or Yeah, I was yeah. just waiting for it. Or ask if they live happily ever after. Yeah, well, yeah, that too. And what was weird is he showed Lockley a flower, and that means he likes you. Oh, he showed you photoshopped images. He really likes you. Uh, yeah, you know, he's about that age where he probably would show someone his junk, but yeah. that means he likes you. <laughs> so Simon is actually played little by eggplant. Trevor Easter. Trevor Easter? Yes, if you watched a show on Nickelodeon in the 90s called Salute Your Shorts, he was Sponge, ah. the nerdy yeah. guy. He looks like he's from a, a Nickelodeon Nickelodeon show in the 90s. 90s. Absolutely. I had, a, I had a Salute Your Shorts reunion here in Portland last year, and I went, and a lot of the cast was there. He was there, too. He's, like, really big into the show. I'm trying to get it released on DVD. Huh. People watched it. I think he liked one of my posts about it. Somehow he found it. I guess he's you know, searching <laughs> the net for people talking about the show. Um, so, Delin talks to the game ambassador. <laughs> um, With the translator, creep- yeah. Yeah, a creepy guy barely misses Delin, and we see him about to go into the game ambassador's quarters, and Sheridan gets home and sees that message left for him. <laughs> and there's a voice message. Doesn't he have a secretary? I mean, seriously, I could take his messages. Mm-hmm. Apparently, not. assistant, yeah. you know, all of the uh, all of the ambassadors for everywhere else. They all get, you know, their assistant. But he, yeah, 
Where's his Mrs. Landingham? <laughs> Where's his, um, uh, what's her name? Well, she wasn't a secretary. Was Money Penny wasn't a secretary, was she? Uh, Money Penny was M's secretary. Okay. Um, Where's his, uh, uh, what's her name on Daredevil? Karen. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Karen Page, yeah. The the one that always uh, gets into more trouble than uh, an secretary should. <laughs> yes, she does. Karen Walker was on Will and Grace. My bad. <laughs> um, so while Sherrod is listening to the voicemail, we see creepy guy murder the game ambassador. First time we've seen one without their mask on, right? Did we see it without the mask? Yeah, you could see. Oh, you could. Yeah. <gasps> Yeah, and it's also the first time we hear much dialogue, uh, well, dialogue at least referring to their own culture, because before we only heard game talking about shadow attacks, so they're playing up very much the insect-like culture. They're one of the cooler ones, you know, I like like their their style. I so wish we would see in the graph again. Oh yeah. It would been cool if we saw her try to fly off and <laughs> oh, my guy came in the quarters. Ew. <laughs> well, he so was smart, frightened. you know. Oh. This is smart, yeah. you know, to do that, to to, to go and take the suit. Yeah, Met Lab, there's a pocket with on the table. I thought that was hilarious for some reason. <laughs> well, <laughs> we've, Frank, we've seen uh, Pac-Man on the table before. Yeah, we? like, are they, yeah. <laughs> what's going on? Probably the same one. Probably. Um, well, unless uh, unless Franklin's offering regular stomach pumps. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So Franklin, uh, Simon can speak. He just chooses not to, and he shows everybody a flash. He flashes everybody. Um, he won't <laughs> he show them. <laughs> 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 the, the interesting thing, I know it's very brief, but it's in this flashback, his hair is actually messy. Whereas. You know, in Byron's cult, he has to have good quality, good hair. Ah, that's the point. <laughs> Wait, what? I had a friend. Uh, no, it's just it, it's just interesting to note that when he was on his own, his hair looked like it would do if he was on the run. But once he joined Byron's cult, he got groomed. Oh, yeah, yeah. I bet but, one of them brushes his hair every night. Well, somebody basically <laughs> stroked his hair. <laughs> when they were introducing him, so or his face or something, uh, yeah. So, yeah, they probably do. Uh, they like pet his head and yeah, yeah, not creepy at all. No, this is a weird cult. <laughs> yes, it is. Technically, we didn't like his flash. Wasn't what he saw. I just want to point that out. It's a third third eye view of uh, of him. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and that's all the backstory we got. <laughs> that's all we get to learn about him. <laughs> yeah. Too bad. We won't find out what happened to him, I guess. I don't know. I don't remember. Don't care. Um, don't care, yeah. So, yeah, Franklin wants to set up treatments, but everybody disappears when Lockley calls him for a meeting. So what are they doing exactly? They're just, they're pretty powerful. Making, uh, I think they're making him think that well, nobody's there. But no, it'd be everyone in MedLab that... I think what they might have done is put everyone in MedLab into a transfer for a few minutes whilst they escaped. 
and then once they're out of sight, everyone can go about their business. Seems like a powerful thing. Yeah, but we've seen them do powerful things, telepaths, when they're all together, working as one. Yes. That's true. Even cheating, Vesta. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> In this meeting, they argue about whether they should postpone the inauguration. Uh, Garibaldi wants to. Sheridan doesn't want to hide. Lando seems to agree <laughs> with Garibaldi. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, though, that in this scene, before, scenes like this would have included more of the Babylon 5 on staff. Where's Zack? Where's Clarence? They should be in this meeting. Clarence is second in command, and Zack is your head head of security. (laughs) He should be there, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Uh, but so should Clarence be because he's second in command and Ivanova Clarence should in... be at all things. Exactly. <laughs> Ivanova was in meetings like this before, you know, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. It's not right. But Clarence isn't in the opening credits, so <laughs> that's probably <laughs> um Um yeah, but definitely Zach should be there and Clarence, yeah. But luckily finally chimes in and she sides with Sheridan and that seems to be that. Yep. Afterwards, she and Garibaldi fight. <laughs> she kind of has a point. He's not an officer, though. Why the hell is anybody listening <laughs> no to him? No kidding. Uh, he's, just, he's just a civilian. He's like Xander in season four of Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you even here? Uh, um, it's good, yeah, though, that thinks... not all our main characters like one another. You know, it'd be all too easy that, you know, it's season five and everyone in the main character liked one another. True. It's always good to have a little conflict. That's not like uh, a big yeah. battle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, yeah, she... Yeah, he says you gotta protect Shoto from himself, but she doesn't want to hear it. <laughs> I was here... Oh, I think that's a quote. It's, what? It's what? what? A long time. What? Oh, okay. Wait, wait a second. Hasn't he said that before? What? Said- oh, when he was going to Zahadun? <laughs> yeah. Or okay. when, when he, when he, he was uh, tracking him from uh, Edgar's yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's the same sentence. <clears throat> so, yeah. So Simon's watching the assassin guy, and he reads his mind and determines what he's going to do. But he makes a noise, yes. and the assassin starts shooting at this building. Simon. I mean, Simon's what meant to be in his early teens, mm-hmm. and yet he's drawn and interested to this. Um, music box, um, little tink, you know, I'm not sure what yeah. to call it. The, the, the music coming from this music box, yeah, it, you know, and he's meant to be on the run for his, you know, most of his life, and he's meant to be in hiding. I'm not sure he'd do that, you know, he, he would have learned by now that curiosity is probably a bad thing, at least at the moment, yeah. But oh, if he didn't, you know, if he didn't, he wouldn't have found out that there's an assassin and he wouldn't have died the hero's death he's meant to have done. I think he died in the end anyway, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Oh, oh I thought there was an inconsistency. Uh, because when you use a PPG, doesn't it just, doesn't they say sometimes that it cauterizes the wound? Not only does it cauter- cauterize the wound, but it's... It's supposed to not go through walls. That too. They're supposed to. They're designed for use in space because they don't go through walls. Yeah. 
Exactly. But we've seen that before. When uh, when Garibaldi was helping his uh, girlfriend, and the, the, the telepaths were hunting them. Oh uh, yeah, they, apparently the ceiling's made out of a weaker material than the walls. Probably. But yes, uh, but, you're yeah. right. But the blood flowing down was... Yeah. Uh, was hey, hey, wait, what? Yeah, that definitely shouldn't have happened. Dramatic no, license. I know, I know, I know. I know. It's just one of those small... Th- they should have th- just projected an image of blood. <laughs> oh, maybe he, maybe he did. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Made all of us see blood. Um, or made the guy see blood. Yeah. Um, and so the killer goes, and they're about to start the ceremony. Security's everywhere, but we don't get no strip searches. <laughs> I guess they don't strip the ambassadors. <laughs> After that, I love the, the way they gave him... Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, may- maybe uh, they didn't want to see the attributes. Exactly. <laughs> I think Sheridan's heard about that. He's <laughs> probably yeah, he's heard from Lanier. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he, he would have no. heard from Ivanova about it, who heard from Via. Yeah, yeah most likely. Um, most likely, because Lanier vowed silence, didn't he? <laughs> oh, and my boy never lie. Uh, no, never. <laughs> you may be trying to protect Delin from that. Um, so Garibaldi's trying to find out who the assassin is. Eddie hears something in the message that makes him decide maybe I should try to search for people who are on the other side during the war. Like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing you would have done. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, sort of. <laughs> so the computer does a tachyon download. So does that mean they upgraded their internet? It sounds <laughs> like it. Because <laughs> well, that search came back really fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, JMS when asked for the speed of the uh, of the of the spaceships, they fly at the speed of plot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, speed. <laughs> clearly that's the speed at which computers work as well. Yes, yes, definitely. So usually when I hear the word tachyon, I think of time travel. So does that mean somehow the search is happening in the past? So it gets no. Back to you? <laughs> the, the only thing I, I can think of is they use tachyon so so that the messages get to the station faster than light. Yeah, yeah. that that's that's the thing because the word tachyos, where the where the where the uh, the particle name comes from, simply means the fast ones. I think we've seen them use tachyon beams before when, you know, um, actually opening of season two, um, Sheridan sent a high beam tachyon message to a Membari ship. Yes, I think so. It just means like that uh, Garibaldi now, basically the whole station's upgraded to tachyon relays rather than an extra special thing that Sheridan had to do once. I like the idea of starting a search just far enough in the past so that it reaches you like a second after you request it. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would love that. <laughs> but uh, you still have to request it, so yeah. So you know, yeah. Hey, uh, Sinclair okay. is Valen. Anything could happen. <laughs> That's right. This time travel, just go with it. That was our motto on what we make. Just go with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't think about it. Um, or if you. Go for the old um, Terminator uh, 
podcast. Uh, um, I can't remember the name of it, but you know, there. Um, Skynet. Yeah, Skynet embraced the paradox. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, um, what's his name? Clemens. John Clemens shows up in the game suit. For some reason, he takes off his mask. I don't yeah, know I don't know. <laughs> no, he takes it off when the boy when he's is re- bleeding. When he's revealed. What? He takes no. it off like a, before the boy no. shows the image. I, just, but, I thought he started taking it But he takes it off. it off when the boy comes in because he recognizes, oh, that boy's bleeding in the way... It, it, somehow he knows it's the boy... That heard him. I don't know how he knows, but he knows because he knows of his cover is about to be blown, but it's not quite blown yet. Yeah. I'm like, why'd you take it off? Maybe could have had another second or two to. <laughs> but yeah, so the Simon yells, finally speaks. He yells no and shows them an image. And Clemens takes a hostage. And I don't think we ever find out what happened to the hostage. Do we? That's no, okay. We don't. She was not the best actress. <laughs> <laughs> no. So uh, he runs off. And yet somehow yeah. manages to make it all the way down to the Cobra base. Yes, he in, does. In, in about five minutes. Less than, the what? Maybe even less than that. Where uh, the Cobra base are where the, what they call uh, the launch base for the x wing uh, Oh, not X-Wing, yeah, sure. For the um, Star Furies. Star Furies. <laughs> yeah. He gets there right around the time Garibaldi finds out he's a Star Fury pilot. It's <laughs> just on the bottom of the screen. Yeah, he gets there really quickly, though, because yeah. all the, um, you know, Sheridan's signing in um, thing manages to gently stroll to the observation dome. Right in front of a large window. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so dramatic. <laughs> Jakar is uh, talking. He says they had the first page of every holy book of every race. So does that mean the Earth part is like huge? Huge. Mm-hmm. Since have so I mean, many, I was so thinking many. it looked a bit thin. Is that Because I saw that episode with Sinclair introduced every religion on Earth. Mm-hmm. Yes, we yeah. Maybe there's like one overarching or one or two overarching that uh, represent each race not necessarily that you know that every person on that planet is part of but i don't know yeah. maybe they've uh, like chosen well, a couple to well non has a f- non has a few as well uh-huh. yeah which we, yeah well, uh, i'm happy that we learned about that you skipped over that bit where you skipped um, over sheridan going to jakar i think i yeah mentioned it but then we got we talked about something sure. else yeah, because that's a lovely little scene. It was. Oh yeah, he yeah the warrant he wanted um, Sheridan to give. Uh, he, he wants Jakar to give the oath of office and declaration, and we find out that Narns are giving temporary names, and then was it the tenth birthday? Yeah, they get to mm-hmm. choose a name and what religion they want. According to, to their faith, yeah, that's why Jakar's Jakar because he followed Jaquan. Yeah, Jakar's writing a holy book. Is huh? he? Are we sure? That's what he's called. That's what Sheridan called it, didn't he? He called it a holy book. Uh, Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah, something, something of that nature. I got the impression it was religious. Yeah. So what? Now we know uh, that uh, Jakar has been side quoting the the Book of Shaquan. Will we see people quoting the Book of Shaquan sometime? I hope. And if they decide to follow Jakar, 
Uh, um, and they're young and they choose Jakara's name. They can't use Jakar's first bit because Jakar follows Jaquan, so you've got to... Do you call yourself Car something? You yeah, t- do you take the last maybe. bit of Jakar's name? I don't know. Because this is something that we need I, to figure out right, right now. <laughs> I, I, not- I noticed that they, they were all something with Jalon, Jakar, Jaquan, and so on. So, uh, but but the Je... Be- Jalon, I think, yeah. is the QU. I think Jalon is QU, whereas Jaquan is GQU. No, Jaquan is, I think, um, like uh, Jakar spells it. G. Well, yeah, you, yeah, you, you're probably right. Sorry, I was. I just realised it's only the first letter that was taken. Yeah, because you do but- see a couple of non-characters whose names start with a Q. You do. And we, we've got a character called Natoth, and yes. she say, she has stated in the past that she doesn't follow any religion. True. So the Na prefix for Narns must be, is their atheist prefix. Could very well be. Cool. Unless she followed a religion early on and, and dropped it out. Yeah. Yeah, when you're 10, maybe, maybe they're... I know. Let's go through all of the the names that we know and figure it out. No, um, but it's nicely done because you got Jalon. I don't know. Ted seems so young, you know, to know what. I mean, aren't you just going to be the religion of your parents at that age? Like how much? Maybe. I guess they must study a bunch of different things or something. And Maybe. Yeah. Uh, so Clemen shows up in a star fury right outside the window. <laughs> Yeah. It tells everybody else they can leave. <laughs> I like well, how torn. Nice. Yeah. He doesn't want to kill anybody, so Sharon. Except if he like blows the torn. window out of the station, doesn't everybody die? Mm, probably seal yeah, off then. The well, yeah, there, seal yeah. off the observation dome, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Should be, that should be possible. Jakar's yeah, I think anything board. with a window, you should be able to seal off in a station. Yeah, otherwise, maybe. Actually, yeah, actually, there should have been blast doors on those windows. They should have yeah. just. Close the blast doors. Open the blast doors. Open the blast doors. Yeah. Yeah. And Jakar is really struggling with this, but he ends up staying in the end, and Delin stays. Yes. Um, why am I vibrating? Um. So he didn't uh, even want to read what Jakar wrote before he agreed to it. He's like, I trust you. Yeah. Yeah. That is a lot to ask of one person. It is. I mean, that's only half his job. He hasn't even. Um, written the Declaration of Principles yet. Yeah. Probably and then he not. doesn't even get to give his speech anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe later he'll get to give the speech. I'm sure Delenn will give it instead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but... But maybe, maybe that's what he was going, Jakar was going to say anyway, because he's tired of all the speeches he's heard down the years. No let's speeches, he one, puts it yeah. in there. <laughs> no speeches, let's make this one simple. Yes. I, I, that that was my thought when I saw it. Clemens ends up being killed after Garibaldi hauls him away and the five guns shoot him down. Yep. And Sheridan meets with Byron. He's thankful what, uh, for what Simon did, so he's going to allow the Teats to set up a colony. Well, that spells yeah. trouble, doesn't it? Why do we oh, think she God. said no? 
Yeah, I'm going to look forward to your theories. What? Uh, on where this is going to lead. <laughs> Am I allowed to, to have right? this? <laughs> well, there wasn't much in the... You better know. be able to. I know, I know, just kidding. There really there wasn't anything, yeah, in that one. To spoil you anyway. Yeah. So Sheridan knows that a telepath war is coming, so it'd be nice to have a few on there. Wow, side. they really spelled it out right there, didn't they? I'm like, he must have seen that episode at the end of season four yeah. where Dylan <laughs> voiced over. He's going to be telepath. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and he didn't leave it to the imagination that these ones were, were going to be working on their side. It was just like, okay, <laughs> that's how it's going to go. And where's Lita's going to have to be involved there, I think? Yeah, where was Lita? We never saw her this episode, did we? We didn't see Veer or Lanier or Lita, the three people that we said we that would we see. That we predicted we would see, yeah. Well, you were right about Clarence. Yay. Yay. That was just wishful thinking. Yes, I think we predict that every time. Right. Something about Clarence, anyway. <laughs> so Garibaldi goes to see Lockley. I like the guy in the back with the ladder. <laughs> yeah, oh, I missed um, him. <laughs> oh, yeah, I noticed. Helping hang up the picture. Uh, um, yeah, and you'll know what I mean when I say he should have been the main Bari. <laughs> <laughs> he can't rejoin B5, but he can't help the Alliance, so he's a, the new head of covert operations. Turns out Lockley served with that assassin Clemens a while back, and she thought he was a good soldier, but things can change. And of course, Garibaldi wants to know what side she was on during the war, and she said, <laughs> <"She's on laughs> side of Earth. Yeah. <laughs> That's my quote. Yeah. My only quote. It was not that quotable this time. I have a few. I've got okay. one. I don't have any, so. <laughs> I almost stole that one, kind of. <laughs> so that's the end of the episode. Yes. I think it was did a pretty good job. I mean, I think so. It was a good first episode. An introduction to a few to new introduce characters. us, yeah. Mm-hmm. To the new Babylon Five. <laughs> JMS said he picked the name No Compromises because that was his approach for the season. We aren't going to give an inch on the quality of the show. Oh, yeah. okay. What yeah. the heck? That's <laughs> a weird <laughs> title. That's that. his intention. But he had a really awkward problem with this season. Oh, yes. Um, so what was that problem? Well, as he was writing this season, he also went to a convention in the UK. Oh, yes. That story. Yes, that story, which I... I I'm fairly certain JMS has told himself, so, I'm, you know. He has. He has. Yeah, so he was writing, and he had all his notes on season five with him when he went to the convention. Small he pieces. Back. Yeah. He small got one, pieces of paper all over the room. Yeah, he got back one day, and the cleaning staff had thrown away all of his <gasps> notes. Wait, he just had them written down by hand? That's it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, and he left it out in his room with the with the with the maid coming to clean? Yeah. <laughs> wow. He should have been fired. That was his fault. <laughs> but essentially it meant he had to start over from memory. Yes. Yeah, okay. So So how what what are we talking? What kind of notes are we talking? Like he had oh, the whole thing The whole notes set of notes for season five. Which he had probably kept for quite a few years. Because it's also JMS, the problem when you write it all yourself. Yeah, because JMS had planned things out for quite some time um, in advance. So 
he, you know, because of that, he probably did all right with the, with going by memory. But there were key things that I think were lost. Yeah, mm. I think one of them was Byron as a character. I've got a <laughs> feeling Byron was a more developed, well-rounded, and interesting character in the original notes. I don't know. That, that would be a guess. A stretch. It's a guess. It's it really is a guess. But it's just judging by the way he's in this episode, he isn't introduced very well at all. No. No. That's one story. Um, he's not, but I mean, he still had a whole season that he had to write. He could have, or whatever, how much he's in it, he could have, you know, there's really not that kind of excuse, I think. If it, the character didn't work, it didn't work, you know? Um, I don't think he can say, well, he didn't say it was because of his notes, did he? Are you just speculating, or? Uh, I'm not, I'm speculating on the character itself, but Jomez has said he's fairly certain there were key elements that got lost. Of Byron? No, of the uh, season oh, season, oh, five. Just five. season yeah. five. He didn't specify. Well, they couldn't yeah. have been that important, is all I'm saying. <laughs> I, I think he did uh, a really good job going by the fact he lost a lot of notes anyway. Yes, I agree. Yeah, that's... That's the one story I heard. The first story I heard was that, you know, when they were canceled, he destroyed all of his notes for season five and then had to recreate his plan from memory. I haven't heard that. So I wasn't sure which one. I haven't heard yeah. that one. So, uh... well, the... And there's also the... F- Sorry. There's also the fact that they wrapped up the story quickly and he was having to come up with new stuff for season five. Cause I think the civil or civil war was supposed to go like five or six episodes into season five. Yeah. And yes. that would have been in his original notes anyway. So yes, he would have had to figure out a way to write around that anyway. And. Probably had to come up with more material for season five. He would have also had to figure out how to introduce a whole new character in um, Lockley. Yeah. Anyway, but he's had to do that that in the past. Yeah, Yeah, I think you're... (laughs) Yeah. Seems like there's a lot of excuses needed for this season. No, not at all. (laughs) I, I don't think there are. I don't personally think there are. I'm just making you aware that... Not just now, but at the time, there were people worrying, and there were stories around problems with the sh- early on with the script. Yeah, it, it's just context. Um, is all I'm trying to provide here. I didn't see it, but apparently JMS's name was on the station somewhere. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, it's well, in the, what do you the... mean? Apart from the opening credits, where he stamps it on the back of the station. Well, maybe that's it. Maybe that's where it was. I didn't notice it. He said, that's his, he said, that's my one indulgence in five years. Doesn't any good artist sign his work? <laughs> well, the whole, a full season of it. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently he broke his rule about no cute kids or robots. What was the... What do you mean? <laughs> well, the kid. <laughs> he said mm. that he would have no, no cute kids or robots. On he was a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. And you've you already had another teenager in uh, season one with um, the other telepath, Al- Alina, or Al- yeah, Al- yes. I... What about the kids in the movie? Yeah, that too. Oh, definitely. Oh yeah, and the uh, um, you know the boy that was killed by his parents. Oh yeah. And <laughs> then you had the uh, kid in the cycle adverts. 
<laughs> that we're stressing. Yeah. Uh, any quotes? Yes. Yes. But I don't but- want to take somebody that I'm not sure if I will, though. Does anybody have one that they wanted to do that was like earlier? Don't say my quote. I've only got one, and it's a Jakar quote. Yes. <laughs> Go on. It's, it's um, put your hand on the book. Do you want to be president? Yes. Good. Yes. No, no, no. Actually, the full, the full quote That's is... That's not it. I thought it was. You want to be president? Sheridan's, yes. Jakar, put your hand on the book and say, I do. Sharon is just yes, says, I do. It. Fine. Done. Let's eat. Yes. Yeah, that's a proper quote. Sorry, I messed yeah. it up. Yeah, I had it here. I, I love that one. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> and anyone else? Yeah. Um, I have a Londo <laughs> quote. On my world, we have learned that an inauguration is simply a signal to assassins that a new target has been set up on the firing range. Yep. Yep. So, should I, should I go with the Clarence one? Yeah. It's not so long. Around here, we don't have to look for trouble. Trouble comes looking for us. Trouble with the capital T, and that rhymes with P. Yeah. That stands for <laughs> some character with P. I don't know. Um, I have Garibaldi and Lockley. By the way, just curious, which side were you on during the big fight back home? I was on the side of Earth, Mr. Garibaldi. Weren't we all? Yeah. I, hmm. I had it on my list, but I, I left it out. <laughs> yeah. Perfect, perfect response. Perfect response. I, I really like that one. All right here. Who is our human of the week? I think there's two people we, we can vote for. Clarence. And Elizabeth Lockley. <laughs> Clarence what about or Devin Elizabeth Sawa? No. <laughs> no. 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 Has to be, has to be Clarence, because I'm so glad he's back. I think Clarence really does deserve it this week. He so. introduced the whole season. That's right. <laughs> well, I can't argue against Clarence, so... That's right. <laughs> he wins by default. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> alien? Um, alien? Who is our alien of the week? Jakar, because he did all that oh, work. Yeah, Jakar. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll go for Jakar. I would <laughs> certainly go for Jakar. All righty. Clarence and Jakar... So, let's rate this episode. You want to start us out, Yan? Yes. This is uh, one of those episodes that's, it's a good starter. It's, uh, it doesn't have this ec- super excellent stuff. So I'm giving it seven out of ten soldiers on the other side in the Civil War. Uh, how about you, Heidi? Um, I think my score actually dropped a little as we talked about it. Like I hadn't picked up on some <laughs> of the badness. Oh, <laughs> I quite enjoyed it when I was watching it. And then, like, as we were going through, I was like, oh, yeah, like, that wasn't very good. Um, So I think I'm going to go with uh, 7.5 out of 10 overdramatic assassination attempts. <laughs> <laughs> and Beth? Um, yeah, I kind of the same. I think I probably would have given it an 8. Um, as before we started talking, but yeah, I mean, I guess there were some, I think it was good, like watching it the first time, you know, just sort of following it along and had stuff you were interested in. Okay. How's this going to play out? But it, you know, it had its, the trademark dramatic moments. Um, so, and some bad hair. So I guess I'm going to give it 7.75, um, strip searched Londos. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Ian? Yeah, it's a decent season opener. 
great a couple of really cool moments from underutilized characters like great Clarence moments um and Jakar was really good in this as we've said uh the cult brings it down so it's gonna have to be seven and a half pantan cult members out of ten <laughs> yeah, I agree. It was a decent season opener. Not great. It, it gets six points just for Clarence. But <laughs> <laughs> it loses points because of the cult and that haircut. Um, <laughs> that boy's haircut. The haircut loses <laughs> so like five. It, <laughs> I give it seven and a half out of ten um, bad, bad haircuts. <laughs> I want to change the rating system. Okay. Like, so good. <laughs> <laughs> I want to change it to psychic images of junk. <laughs> so this is a first. My score was the lowest of all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it a little more than you. Total is seven point seven five. I probably I know I said um, last episode there was going to be a WTF moment, but it didn't happen in this episode. I guess it happens later. Mm. So I'll point it out when it mm. comes. <laughs> so let us uh, get a package ready and send it to Feedbackland. Special delivery for Feedbackland. Um, <laughs> first, we have an email from Corey uh, about season four. Now I'll read this one. Corey says, hello, everyone. Sorry I missed the season four wrap up, but here it goes. First off, I'm really going to miss Ibanaba. I wasn't really interested in her and Marcus as a couple, but it was pretty sad when she sacri- when he sacrificed himself for her, and the scene of her on the floor in the next episode it reminded me of when Angel turned back time. <laughs> well, despite the departures of Ivanova and Marcus, I'm kind of excited to presumably be introduced to some new characters. I found Franklin more, dare I say it, likable <laughs> towards the last few episodes of this season. <laughs> Absolutely loved him and Marcus traveling to Mars as newlyweds. Oh, yeah. That was a gem. My wish for season five is that Richard Biz gets a chance to shine. Really gets a chance to shine. That and an appearance of Sinclair slash Valen, although I highly doubt it. The whole situation with Garibaldi just feels a little rushed in the end. Sure, Lita gave him the A-OK after a few seconds of scans, but it seemed, but it just feels like all is completely forgiven in an instant. Who knows what possible other hidden suggestions Bester may have left behind. It might be unfair, but his character feels slightly tainted now. And nothing about Lise, whatever, is anything to help his character so far. Although I'm sure, though, in 1998, that sort of long-running plot threat was nearly, if not entirely, unprecedented. Nonetheless, I'm sure I'm biased due to the modern style of television show storytelling. That said, I'm really feeling like Babylon 5 is a huge cornerstone in the foundation of the golden age of television we are supposed to be in, and I have a great amount of respect for it because of that. Some questions. So the series has changed networks, and I think I heard Will mention that this season would be different. Does this have anything to do with why JMS stopped writing every episode? He missed one. Um, (laughs) Did I say it was going to be different? Why would I say that? I wonder what I was thinking about when I said that. (laughs) That's a good question. <laughs> maybe the lack of Ivanova? I don't know. <laughs> New captain, maybe. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Were the movies part of the deal with TNT? Were they planned to be part of the season five storyline or were they just bonus material type stuff? I think they're not part of season five, but they were filmed 
Well, some of them at least were filmed while they were doing season five. And they were kind of part of the deal, you know. I mean, you've already seen in the beginning. That was TNT wanted a way new viewers could be introduced to the series. Corey says, am I correct that there was an original season four finale? If so, is that episode available on any of the DVDs? You just have to say yes. Uh, wait we've got to stop. Sh- yeah, we've kind of... Uh, and not a question, but I keep thinking that DS9's Kira Norris is an amalgamation of Jakar and Ivanova. Hey. Whoa. Kind of, yeah. Uh, I think, yeah. I see, I see why you'd think that. But the, yeah, I'm almost thinking, um, the Cardassian, um, Taylor, I can't remember, you know, the one that's the full yes. spy. He's the, kind the of. Eric. Garrick's kind of a secondary amalgamation of Jakar and Nando. Huh. Hmm. I think I have to think about that one. Uh, there is a Ducat on DS9, wasn't there? Gold Ducat. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, how I got into Babylon 5 in this intro cast. I read on Stargate and, well, I read on Star Trek and Stargate and Battlestar Galactica message boards, list of people's favorite sci-fi TV shows. And two that were commonly mentioned that I hadn't seen were Farscape and Babylon 5. So in 2010, during the Boxing Day sale, which lasts a few days to a week, I came across some older TV, some older box sets of TV shows on sale on a temporary cardboard shelf at Walmart and noticed a season of Babylon 5. I searched through it for nearly half hour and was able to find seasons 1 through 4 for around $10 each and decided to buy them. Nice deal. I have have Walmart in Canada. Yeah, I don't know if you have seen Farscape yet, but there's a Farscape intro cast. It's on the old Scapecast podcast feed, but it's a slightly different podcast. But if you search for the Scapecast, um, you'll be able to find it. Uh, At the moment, they're getting towards the end of the final season, but you'll be able to find all the other episodes if you just search their archive feed. I might have said this before, but I tried to watch Farscape and I just hated all the characters. They just... Uh, I'll try to watch it again someday. But yeah. I, have, um, I still have the box set. I, mean, I, I got into it by... because I had a friend who got me to watch a couple of season one episodes. I couldn't watch it. A few years later, uh, when I brought my first PS, when I brought my PS2, um, it came with some DVDs. One of them was, uh, the start of season three. And that had, um, a really good recap of the end of season two on it. And for me, that was actually a really good place to start because, uh, but if you if you're a completionist, don't start there. Start at the beginning. But it's it's a good place to start. Start season three if you get the right box set or what's the right special that mm-hmm. recaps the end of season two. Okay, <laughs> I got into a little bit into season two, and I'm like, I just hate all these people. I don't want to watch them anymore. <laughs> hmm. Maybe I'll go into season three. Because, like, they're getting along and so happy at the beginning of an episode. Within the next episode, they all hate each other again, and they're trying to screw each other over. Well, I, I watched the first anyway. <laughs> I watched the first season, and uh, I haven't got further yet, but I am planning to do it. It is good. I, I personally prefer seasons three and four to the first two. 
Uh, Corey goes on to say, a few weeks, maybe a month later, I decided to start watching the show. I didn't know anything about The Gathering, so I started with the first episode of season one. It was a new sci-fi world, so it took me a little while to get into the setting, the characters, the specific alien races, the universe. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a big fan of Sinclair at first, but like Beth and Heidi, I found myself getting used to him and even downright liking him. I really enjoyed Babylon Squared. So when I began season two and suddenly Sinclair is gone with only a quick explanation, I hummed and howled, hawed, and moiled my way through about half of season two until I started a new job, which kept me pretty busy, working as, working six days a week with an hour commute each way. After a bit, I just kind of forgot about Babylon 5, thinking about getting back to it sometime, but those plans faded. I do remember deciding that they'd never show us what was in that Borlon encounter suit, though, anyway. Mm -hmm. Then in 2014, there's this new intro cast starting up about Babylon 5. Hey! Specific Interesting! Specifically... <laughs> Specifically, I remember Beth promoting it on the Dexter cast and Potential cast. I think she was on both shows in a week or two and promoted it. must it. have been both me and Heidi. Cause I, I was on the Dexter cast a few times, but never on Potential cast. Yeah, it could have been. If not, for down, <laughs> if not for down below a Babylon 5 intro cast, I'm not sure I would have ever returned to the series. So I'm grateful for that. I've since ordered and received Season 5, all the movies, and even Crusade. I look forward to joining you all, all the way through the series, movies, etc. Au revoir, Corey. Oh, thanks, Corey. Thanks, Corey. Uh, thank you, Corey. And I'm Corey glad says, P.S. Sorry. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> P.S. If you do any more commentaries for movies, let me know. Okay, we will. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Corey's guested with us a few times on commentaries. Yeah. Corey, you're in the opening credits for season five That's of right. our show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, next, we have a comment from Andy on In the Beginning. Okay, I'll take it. And he says, a bit of a stitch together retcon with an analogy that I feel, for me, stands as one of the better B5 films. The other one being A Call to Arms. I first saw it by rental with a non-B5 fan who was nonplussed. I think because he was expecting a more traditional, big feature sci-fi. It, this right. doesn't compromise, uh, yeah, this doesn't compromise to that audience. Com culminating in two cliffhangers around Sinclair and Londo, neither of whom get a lot of airtime. Perhaps it's only, it only works as a companion piece to the series, which with context, it's a great bonus. Yes. Thank you, Andy. Yeah, You're saying that Andy. there's no compromises, is what you're saying. <laughs> 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 Andy's a new listener from Belfast. I think he's going to be joining us in Season 5. Oh, sweet. Oh, well, oh, well, 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 so take a moment to pity poor Tracy Scoggins, who had a very challenging job to do, and to admire her for succeeding. She had to introduce a completely new major character to a long-running show that's wrapping up, which would have been tricky under any circumstances. But she was replacing Ivanova, a beloved character, and doing so in a problematic situation in which Claudia Christian had left for reasons that were murky at best. And the unfortunate truth is that sci-fi fans were not always at their best about this sort of thing. 
<laughs> it is wow, remarkable. No, still not. <laughs> Hold yeah, on no there. How dare exactly. <laughs> it is remarkable, really, that the character of Lockley was not received with immediate hostility from the show's fan base. And a good deal of the credit for that has to go to Scoggins' assured performance. Yes, yeah, she point. had a very good performance. Thank Thanks, you, Ford. Yeah. It's Ford 69 uh, now, is it? Oh, that's 99, sorry. <laughs> oh, well, okay. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, he changed his name. <laughs> well, where was my I don't know, was it Saturday this? night when you were writing this up? Okay. Well, sorry about that. The summer of 69 was playing in the background. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> so next we have an email from Lori and Carl. Okie dokie, I guess that's mine. Hello, Ambassadors, Commanders, and Visitor. Mostly Carl's commentary and reactions this week. He is wondering how much Lockley really knows about what has been happening on B5. He was not surprised that we are getting a female captain. She is a new Ivanova. Clarence opens the season. Good last words. We die for the one. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> new credits. Do not like the dates, but liked other than that. Prediction. New captain will get chewed up. <laughs> WTF. They are moving to new facilities on Minbar. Why not stay on B5? Sheridan in the suit looks funny. Want to see the black uniform back? Whoever is doing the terrorism is very cliche, with the placard and the message on the computer screen. Byron's conversation with Lockley. He is either Psy or Vorlon or Shadow Tech to silence the voices. Jakar, the speechwriter. It will now be political comedy. He is very energetic. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, because V only has two more episodes. The sigh on the station storyline looks like it will be interesting. Blockley really has the wrong attitude for the station. Aw. Psykid should take some of his worst memories and send them to the terrorist. <laughs> Cinemus Joe. <laughs> everybody too oh um, wow <laughs> do ppg so- shots cauterize wounds instantly they might too yeah <laughs> well we talked about it garibaldi should try googling soldiers ones who fought on the other side and he does <laughs> she the hostage doesn't really matter does she no she's an nope. extra <laughs> <laughs> the side kid sacrificed himself for a noble cause why don't they use the extra level for the size gray 17 Oh, yeah. yeah, I know, I know. You do not want to make an enemy of Garibaldi. Lockley should not make an enemy of him. Quotes. Clarence, with all due respect, there's a lot that doesn't fit into a report. <laughs> Jakar, good, done, let's eat. Carl's yes. ratings, zero. <laughs> it looks like zero fun, but I think it's zero. <laughs> fun, new rivalries. Human, that poor ranger sap. <laughs> Actor, Jerry Doyle. Interesting element. Ballerina music box. Dramatic moment. Poor kid, but he had a really creepy smile. Comedic moment. Socks. Good character development for new viewers. I guess so. Oh, sorry, to explain his background. They did that for Garibaldi as well. What was Garibaldi's? No, the whole passage um, conversation. The what? In season one, Garibaldi's the one who started the passing and zip conversation. Oh, but that was a character development. Or was it? I just mean this, I just mean this episode was good character development. I don't know. For Garibaldi, mm. for new viewers. Oh, okay. Camera Maybe, work. Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> Why is it always with the air ducts? <laughs> always. <laughs> I know. How else would you get around a space station? <laughs> Lori's rating, 7 out of 10 alien cosplay. 
Human, <laughs> Byron, Alien, Jakar, <laughs> Alien, Jakar. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts on the start of season five. I am guessing that Elizabeth will be happy to see the focus on Psy in the very first episode. Want to hear those predictions, Lori and Carl? Thank you. Thanks, guys. Awesome, guys. Thank you. And this wasn't feedback, but uh, JMS posted something on his Facebook page yesterday that I found interesting. I thought I would share. Uh, it was announced last week that one of his comics was being made into a movie by MGM. He said he's been doing interviews lately, and they always ask about his other work. So there's a question he gets a lot of the time with Babylon 5. Yeah. That he just doesn't have good answers for them. But, you know, afterwards, he always thinks of something he like should have said. But with Babylon 5, um, yeah, one thing he said he wanted to do was an episode about Londo being in med lab, sick and feverish. And as he's going in and out of his fever dreams, you swap, you have actors basically swapping which characters they're playing. Yeah. Like he says, Andreas would play Sheridan with, without any makeup. Uh, Peter Jurisic would play Garibaldi. Bruce Botsleitner would play, play Jakar. Jerry Doyle would play Londo. Mira would play Ivanova. And Claudia would play Delin. Steven First and Bill Mumy would swap Lanier and Veer. And the only person who would be the same is, um, Rick Diggs because he would be the doctor in the dreams and in real life. Oh, so you're saying this didn't happen? Yeah, it says the executive studio execs vetoed it because they thought it would be confusing. <laughs> Too confusing. You see, if it's favorite dreaming, why can't they have had, um, you know, Andreas Katsoulis playing Ivanova? <laughs> that would be brilliant. That yeah, I was thinking Zach could play Lita. Lita yeah. Could play Zach. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love it. That would have been great. Would have been fun. Yeah. Lots of fun. <laughs> so thanks for all the feedback. Thanks, everybody. everybody. Keep writing. Oh, oh, I've just, I've just had a thought. Uh, you know, and Clarence, the guy who plays Clarence, would play Sheridan. Of course. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah. How about some predictions. Oh, we need some predictions. What's next week's episode? The next week's episode is the very long night of Lando Malari. Oh. Well, why can't this be the Fever Dream episode? <laughs> now that he's described it to me. <laughs> Which, I don't know, you can maybe Yan and Ian know, but I heard this was originally supposed to be the very long night of Susan Ivanova. Oh. Oh. But mm. I'm, I, I don't know that. I've heard. Never heard that. I never heard that. Hmm. Um, I'm still wondering why Londo is on Babylon 5. <laughs> And, like, nothing has been uh, really said. Why? Because isn't he emperor now? Nope. No? He's not emperor yet. He's voted to be emperor. He's officially prime minister. Oh, so he needs Shakar to write him an inauguration speech, too. (laughs) Oh, yes! Okay, well, that at least makes a little more sense. Because I was like, how can he be emperor and he's not there? Okay. Mm. Um, so... Uh, you confused me, Will, because I, in my mind now I'm like, well, what could they give to Londo that was originally for Ivana? No, yeah, it's not the, it's not the, no, it's not the same story. Okay, just the title, name available. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So maybe his his wives factor in here. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say that all his wives he has to go back every once every year at least and attend to all his wives and um, Timov. And, yeah. And so he he has to do whatever they ask, and it's a long night for him. 
I'm not saying why and what they yeah. ask, but you know, maybe some, you know they want him to drywall something or um, whatever. You know, oh, well, I can't pestilence. come up with anything better than the fever dreams. Yeah, and um, sorry to interrupt, um, but it, do you know the um, the actual title of the uh, London Minari song? I want to see whether it has any spoilers in it. If not, they um, new new viewers need to listen to it. Sorry, uh, for some reason my mind was going to that song. Is this a ballad? What is this? No, no. <laughs> There's a London Malari fan song, and... I've never heard of this song. <laughs> is, it, is that the Tom Smith thing, or something like that? Uh, something like that, because there's only a couple of uh, Babylon 5 fan songs, and um, one of it is... Yeah, I, I can't remember it. Also, I think Lita is, meets the, the cult, the cycle. Like so, really, and oh, actually, yeah, um, where do you think we're going with the telepaths? You were going to theorize on that. Sorry, I'll operate the tangent. <laughs> I think we're going in the same direction. I mean, uh. Earth's sides are consolidating power, and then we're gathering a group. Well, we're gathering a group of sides that are against that. I mean, because you're, you're going to need sides on your side. I don't think it's commercial. But, um, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I don't really have anything new. I mean, just, just kind of what we've talked about before. And, just, yeah, they're like you just said, really. I don't have anything outside of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I didn't really think about refugee size before. But it makes sense. Well, we've seen a few of them locked away yeah. in boxes. Yeah, yeah, true. And the girl that they sent to Nimbar and Yes. You think Clarence and Lockley will, will go head to head on something? That would be fun. Yeah. I like Clarence stand his ground. Yeah. Maybe he'll bring her flowers. Maybe he'll think yeah. <laughs> She's asking him just to see how how he stands on something he thinks it's a date. Yeah. He has this recurring yeah. problem. It's a thing that happens to him. Yeah. Everybody must want to date me. I'm so cute. That's right. Well, I mean, come on. <laughs> he is amazing. He's, a, he's adorable. He is. So we're closing in on the end of Babylon yeah. 5. Only, wow. yeah, only 21 more official episodes of the series. Of the series? Yeah. Well, right. 20 for me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rub it in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Well, again, thank you for joining us once again. Thank oh, you, Yan. Thank you for letting yeah. me go. It's been great having you on all these years. Are you, are you coming back later in the season? I have a favorite episode. Okay. Oh, have you got? Oh, by the way, have you got yourself a new sign-off for this season? Oh. I'm still thinking about it, but uh, <laughs> now you watch until the end because you have entered the wheel of fire. <laughs> so, will you enter? Is it? Hmm. Yeah. A choice. <laughs> well, by choice or not, but that's the title of the uh, of the season. Yeah. Well, you you see, I, 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 I'm trying to think of one myself now because it, it's yeah. Um, I would have gone for something along the lines of take for now, sorry, take care for now because you still have to consider who you serve and who you trust. Ooh, yeah, that's not bad either. 
Well, that is all we have for this week, folks. We'll be back next time with uh, the very long night of Lando Malari. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, goodbye. Be seeing you. Stroke off. Bye. Bye. Look for us on the web in iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Also, downbelowpodcast.com, facebook.com slash group slash downbelowpodcast, and twitter.com slash downbelowcast. 